The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. I apologize for the sound. That was the streamer thing, and I was engrossed in look, trying to look over some of the stuff that we're going to talk about this morning, and I forgot to change the little audio thing. It should be an automatic thing. It should save. It's the weirdest thing. I go in there and I make the adjustment. gives me sound. I change it back to where it was, where it wouldn't give me sound. It still gives me sound, but i got to make the change, and it's just aggravating. So I apologize. That's my fault earlier early in the morning here. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, I'm going to have to actually make a change there (laughs) because I got doing all of this other, and then I don't know if I made that change or not. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I didn't want to mess up on that, too. (laughs) We are streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right side of the page. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Scroll down the right side of the page. uh, Click on that and enlarge on the device that you're on. Click on the icon. Join us in the chat room. We've got a lot of friends in there in the chat room. Great to see all you guys, and uh, we'd love to have you over there. Also, uh, this would be Friday's show. Bradley was not on on Saturday. Uh, he, yes, some of you have asked how he's doing. I don't know right now. I didn't hear from him. I think he had his phone off yesterday, uh, which he needs the rest. And I told him a long time ago, I said, Brother, God gave the Sabbath for a reason. <laughs> rest yourself. <laughs> so he's learning that lesson, and that's a good lesson to learn. Uh, it's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, he, he's not been feeling good for a week. And uh, so he had to miss the show. That's why. But, you know, he's not deathly ill or anything like that. He's just he's just run down. I mean, you can only do so much. And uh, so hopefully he's going to be back today and doing a lot better. I'll probably speak with him sometime a little bit later on this morning and catch him. Hopefully 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. If not, if he's still not feeling well, I guess either there's going to be a replay. And if you don't see anything, that's what it is. Or he's going to ask me to fill in. So whatever the case is. Something will be happening today, okay? (laughs) Right above that is where you can enter your email address for our newsletter every day. And again, you get one email from us a day. We don't rent, sell, or spam your email. 
just don't do it. So you get one email a day that includes the morning show archive. No, he doesn't have the Rona. <laughs> um, and then if you would like to support us, if you agree with our message, you'd like to support us, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's also a way where you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also at the top of the page. And then our store is available as well. And this week we are highlighting our Sons of Liberty dog tags. Now, these are some high-quality dog tags. They are nowhere near the military issue. Uh, if I could, I would, well, I can't really get you on the camera here, I don't think. We can try it. Let's see. Okay, so there's, like, my dad's dog tags, okay? And they're kind of aluminum. You can bend them all over the place. And then there's the Sons of Liberty ones. And so <clears throat> what you can do is these are really solid. They're a lot thicker. They're made out of a stronger metal. They come in silver, and they come in black. And on the front of them, they say the Sons of Liberty uh, with the sonsoflibertyradio.com on the bottom, and then First John 3.18, um, which talks about our deeds, what we do, we love indeed. And so <clears throat> if you'd like to get one of those, you get one per package, and uh, then they come with a little chain, you know, you got around your neck and stuff. And you can cut those off to a certain length if you want to do that. They're normally $8 each, okay? And you can get them in silver or black. This week only, you're getting 10% off through Saturday night at midnight when you use the promo code LOVE. Easy to remember, right? First John 3.18, we love indeed, right? So um, remember that, promo code LOVE at the checkout. You get 10% off. Get as many as you want. Use that promo code 10% off each one, all right? Okay, um... I took just a lot of the, the time off of everything that's going on, but I've been thinking on this subject for a while because we dealt with it through the administration of the usurper, Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. And if you don't think he's a usurper, okay, you don't know your constitution, you don't know your history. You don't. And I don't care if you call yourself an attorney or whatever you call yourself. You don't know it. In fact... Most attorneys, as I've told you, and I, I spoke with a gentleman, he was a contributor. His name was uh, Richard Skidmore. He was out of California. He taught uh, in the colleges out there. And he said to him, he said, one of the, pro the biggest problems we have in the United States is we have a lot of attorneys who are case law attorneys and hardly anybody that is a constitutional attorney. And that made all the sense in the world to me as far as why we get in the positions we're in with things like Roe v. Wade. Okay, there is no law that says it's okay to kill your baby. There just isn't. There's a Supreme Court ruling. That is an opinion. That is not law. It is an opinion. Same thing with uh, uh, the the issue of Overfell, the, 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 the issue with uh, you know, people of the same sex marrying each other. There is no law for that. There is somebody's opinion. And if you knew what that story was based off of, it'd really tick you off, for those of you who followed it. I mean, these were, this was a female lesbian couple who were upset about taxation that they shouldn't have been taxed for anyway out of the federal government. And that led to this ruling. See how the problems start when you don't obey God and these people don't follow their own rules in the Constitution? So we're having some questions now. We had Michael Snyder uh, write an article the other day at sonslibertymedia.com. He contributed over there. 
about, is it concerning that Joe Biden has this hacking cough? Does he have the convids? And the funny thing is, <laughs> is, <clears throat> let me see if I can pull the video, because I, I wasn't planning on playing this, actually. But the funny thing is, is Circleback Girl, um, Jen Zuckerberg, and yes, I, I did say that on purpose. Uh, she found it very hard to address the question here. Now, these are the same knuckleheads <clears throat> who are telling you and I, we got to social distance, we got to wear masks, we got to, you know, get the shot, it's going to be mandated, blah, 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 blah. And I want you to listen to this. This is uh, Jen Psaki being asked about Biden's repeated hacking, nasty, phlegm-filled, disgusting cough while he's talking to the American people. Here she is. Technology or cyber uh, or even climate. And that's what he feels the United States should be focused on. One very different separate. Many of us were in the East Room watching the president. Mm -hmm. We've seen him on many occasions where he has a repeated cough. What is the situation with that cough and is that a concern? Uh, it's not a concern. We have a doctor who travels with him, uh, obviously, who checks in if, if there, it is ever warranted. Uh, and certainly that continues to be the case, uh, as it has been since the beginning of his presidency. Is there an explanation for why he coughs so frequently in situations like that? I'm sure you saw it. Uh, I did. I, I don't think it's an issue of concern. I think uh, there are a range of reasons why we may need to clear our throat or we may have a little light cold. Uh, and that's certainly something that presidents, elected officials, reporters, uh, spokespeople uh, can confront. But it's not an area where we have a medical concern. But uh, right after August, China. OK, so technology. <laughs> or so it's just it's it's see for me and not for thee. Remember when Joe Biden, first day he got in, executive order, everybody's wearing masks, and he goes out to the Lincoln Memorial, no mask on. Now, this lady says, nothing where, you know, people clear their throat. Heck, I do that on the show here. I do that. Okay? Sometimes, <clears throat> I like a now, I'm clearing my throat. COVID. Um, so, <laughs> that's, and, and if you've been out in the past, what, 18 months or so, and you do that in a store, there are some people, not usually around here, usually around here, you have to cross the line into commie North Carolina in order to get this. But um, you'll get people to look at you funny if you cough. So sometimes I have fun with them. My kids are there, and I said, I'm going to have some fun with these people. And I'll just start, <coughs> I'll start coughing and stuff just to see who turns around. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I have my fun too, okay? Um, but it's, Here's here's one here's one example of what I'm talking about. Well, I, this isn't the topic. I, I don't want to go there. The point that I'm making is is this: Joe Biden told us before he got, he went into office that probably something might happen to him, and you know Kamala would come in and blah 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 blah. And this brings up a very serious issue. Kamala Harris is not a natural born citizen, and you go, so what? So what? Your constitution, my con the constitution of the United States, says no person except a natural born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of the constitution, okay, shall be eligible to the office of president, neither shall any person be eligible to that office who shall not have attained to the age of 30 years, 35 years, and been 14 years a resident within the United States. Now, it's pretty simple. 
You have to be 35. You have to have lived within the United States for 14 years as a resident. And you got to be a natural born citizen or you're a citizen at the time of the adoption of the Constitution, which the reason that is in there is to cover all of the guys who would have been our founding fathers because all of them were considered subjects of England. Okay? Now they're beginning something new, and they're becoming citizens of the United States. Okay? That's why that part's there. So what is the, what's the big deal about a natural-born citizen? What is the big deal here? Well, I wasn't just calling out Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, okay? When he ran for office, I also called out in the, what was it? Was it 2016? It was 2016. 2016, in the presidential race there, I was calling out people like Ted Cruz, who is not a natural-born citizen. In fact, some people question whether he's a citizen. He was born in Canada. His parents weren't, I think one of them was, a, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've written on this, so a lot of this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be reading back to you things that I've written in the past. But the fact of the matter is, is that Ted Cruz, in order to be a citizen, his mother would have had to fill out a certain form, I forget the name of the, the, uh, the particular form that he had to fill out, but he becomes a citizen of the United States by virtue of an act of Congress. Marco Rubio is another one. For those of you who really like Trey Gowdy, and Trey Gowdy's down my way here, just down in the district below me, you'll be interested to hear this. Now, this is a, I think, let me, let me pull this up here just a second. Okay, yeah, this is a short video with Trey Gowdy. This is when Marco Rubio was running back in 2016. Marco Rubio is an anchor baby. Neither of, He's like Kamala Harris. Neither of his parents were... Uh, U.S. citizens when he was born, even though he was born on U.S. soil. And you can go to some of these uh, Cornell Law and stuff like that. We usually go there for, like, you know, some of the statute law and stuff like that that's on there. When it comes to constitutional law, they don't understand it. They really don't. You say, what is the difference between somebody who becomes a citizen as an act of Congress and a natural-born citizen? Well, it's this. <clears throat> the natural-born citizen doesn't need an act of Congress. Both his parents are citizens. You say, why both of the parents? I'm going to show you in just a minute. And our founding fathers knew it, and it's written, and you can always point to it and say, nobody defined it but this guy. And the founding fathers had it. So let me show you. Here is Trey Gowdy. I hope this is going to play. It kind of spun a little bit. It's only about two minutes, but you should be able to hear when he's confronted about Marco Rubio not being a natural-born citizen. This ignorant person says, you couldn't know what the Founding Fathers meant by that. They didn't even know. I think he says they didn't even know. Check this out. So welcome back to Spartanburg, Senator Marco Rubio. So you see him pushing Marco Rubio. When Marco Rubio, when Marco Rubio said that his parents were born in another country, that doesn't make him a natural-born citizen according to the Constitution. What would you say to that? That he's running. It, the issues already been litigated. I mean, so he doesn't have to. So we don't need a natural-born citizen anymore to become president. It depends on what you mean by that. I can just 
Well, we know Carrubio said that his parents were born in another country. That doesn't make him a natural-born citizen, according to the Constitution. What would you say to that, that he's running? It, so he doesn't have to. Yes, he is. He's ineligible. So we don't need a natural-born citizen anymore to become president. Depends on what you mean by it. Well, we know what the founders meant by it. Yeah. He was born. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, there's there's written documentation. What's going on? They did it as a protection for America, though, so where people couldn't just have their babies here. Yeah, I know, but that's that's a that's an American citizen. That's not a natural born citizen according to the Constitution. You realize we're all not natural born citizens. This woman is an idiot. She doesn't know. Either. I'm just I'm just asking from your perspective. We're not natural from a constitutional perspective. So we should just take it out of the Constitution at this point. Okay, you've had your moment. Man. Okay. Seeing that they want to run him off, are you getting your source of this interpretation of the Constitution? So natural born. We, it should just be American citizen. So who, who, who's been in office that's not a natural-born citizen? John McCain wasn't a natural-born citizen? This, yeah, this guy's for American Trey Gowdy doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. You're good, man. Okay, you done? Not, He hasn't been president yet, though. Are you done? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a constituent of yours. Listen at the people. It's been litigated. Well, it hasn't been litigated. Let me ask you something. What is the difference between a natural-born citizen and a citizen? Because when you read our Constitution, to be a representative or to be a senator, you don't have to be a natural-born citizen. You can be a citizen. So there is a distinction even in the Constitution. Okay. There is a distinction. This lady that says, well, you know, we're, none of us are natural-born citizens. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like people who come on television and try to pull everybody together. They were doing this at the, at the uh, RNC, not the RNC, the, um, the debates where they brought, they aren't even debates, the, the WWE match between the GOP guys. Okay? And they bring those guys out, and all of them were out saying, oh, look, why can't we put this to bed? We're all citizens. We're all immigrants. No, we're not. I'm not an immigrant. I'm a natural-born citizen. Both of my parents were citizens. I was born on U.S. soil. This is where Trey Gowdy's got it wrong about John McCain. You know, yeah, it's Songbird McCain's a traitor. I get it, but he was a natural-born citizen. And the documentation inc includes that where he's born in Panama, uh, in the Panama Canal area. He was born on what's considered U.S. soil there, and he had U.S. parents. So he doesn't know what he's talking about either. And there he is promoting an anchor, an anchor baby who would be considered a foreigner under our Founding Fathers, and I'm going to show you some of that in just a minute. But it, it upsets me that people are so stupid about this and think it's not a big deal. And I'm going to start off with what our foundation really is. Our foundation comes from Scripture. Deuteronomy 17:15. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. One from among thy brethren, that would be a citizen of Israel, that's how that would be understood, 
shalt thou set king over thee. Thou mayest not set a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother. Okay, that's where our foundation begins. You don't put foreigners over you. Not in this capacity. You don't. Okay? So our founding fathers had this, and they put this in here. Now, I, I've dealt with Democrats. I've dealt with Republicans on this. Hadn't changed my position on any of it. Okay? Kamala Harris has a similar situation to Marco Rubio. Her parents were not citizens at the time of her birth. Yes, she was born here in the United States. No question about that. And here's, let me, let me show you how the Mockingbird CIA-controlled corporate-owned media spins all of this, okay? Now, they, they took this on before. Fact check. Kamala Harris is a natural-born U.S. citizen eligible to serve as president. This is what they say. And they go down and they say, oh, somebody had a Facebook post that claimed that blah, 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 blah. Okay? And then here's what they say. Listen to how they explain it. Harris is a citizen of the United States and has been since birth. Okay. She's not a natural-born citizen, though. She's a citizen, but not a natural-born citizen. And I want you to listen to their logic, and I'm going to show you the flaw in it in a minute. She was born in Oakland, California, October 20th, 1964, according to Encyclopedia Britannica. I wonder if we got a birth certificate for her. Just curious. A real one, not, you know, fabricated, stick it online kind of thing, but a, a, an actual birth certificate. Anyway, doesn't really matter to me. I just wonder. The Citizenship Clause of the 14th Amendment provides that, quote, all persons born are naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And that's not dependent on their parents' citizenship. Well, okay, fine. How is that done? It was done by way of the 14th Amendment. What is that? That's an act of Congress. Right? The states are approving of it. It's put out through there. And it's put in place. That is not a natural-born citizen. See how they just swapped everything around? They, done, they, they were no longer talking about natural-born citizen. They changed it to citizen. Now, what's the difference between a natural-born citizen and someone who is naturalized and becomes a citizen? What's the difference? Is there a difference? Yes, there is. There clearly is. Naturalization happens through an act of Congress. Natural, being from nature, would include the fact that your parents are citizens and you were born a citizen if you were born there on the soil of the citizenship of your parents. Listen to how USA Today also covers this. Anyone born on U.S. soil and subject to its jurisdiction is a natural-born citizen. See how they just swapped it around? They didn't use citizen anymore. They went from natural-born citizen to citizen to natural-born citizen. They're not being consistent here. Whoever wrote this is a doofus, is not being consistent here. They're, they're just not being consistent, okay? Regardless of parental citizenship, according to the Cornell Legal Information Institute. Well, that's just not true. It's just not true. Parental citizenship is relevant to an individual citizenship status only if the individual is born outside the United States. No, it's not. If that was the case, there wouldn't have been an argument about John McCain and where exactly he was born in the Panama Canal, right? Or you guys remember that came up? And if he'd have been born, I don't know, 
so many hundred feet away, he wouldn't have been considered a natural-born citizen either because he would have been, quote-unquote, off U.S. soil, even though both parents were citizens. So they're not even being consistent with what they're putting out to the people here. If a child born abroad, quote, has at least one parent, including an adoptive parent, who is a U.S. citizen by birth or through naturalization, end quote, then they are eligible to become an American citizen, too, per U.S. citizenship and immigration services. The problem is, is that's not how our founding fathers understood it, and that's not what that phrase meant at the time they wrote it. It's very clear. I'm going to show it to you in just a moment. But I had to deal with this, this ridiculous thing over and over, and it can be confusing. It can be very confusing. But here's what I want to show you. We are told, I think it was Benjamin Franklin, who said they were given three copies of Vattel's Law of Nations. Now, yeah, I know what kind of guy Vattel is, but they had that was their history. That was their background. That and Blackstone and some others. And Benjamin Franklin wrote a letter, forget the guy's name, maybe in one of the articles here that I'm going to have up in the archive, so you guys can read it for yourself. Excuse me. He wrote that they had this in their possession the entire time they were in the Constitutional Convention. And, the, and Vittel is the only guy I can find at the time, maybe there's others, but he's the only guy I can find, who defines what a natural-born citizen is. Now, he defines a natural-born subject, too. That's not the same thing as a citizen, okay? So, here's what he writes. The citizens are the members of the civil society, bound to this society by certain duties and subject to its authority. They equally participate in its advantages. The natives or natural-born citizens are those born in the country of parents who are citizens. See how he distinguishes? Citizens are members of the society, bound to the society by certain duties and subjects to its authority, and they equally participate in its advantages. But a natural-born citizen or a native who is different than a regular citizen are those born in the country of parents who are citizens. As a society cannot exist and perpetuate itself otherwise than by the children of the citizens, those children naturally follow the condition of their fathers and succeed to all their rights of the father. The society is supposed to desire this in consequence of what it owes to its own preservation. And it is presumed, as a matter of course, that each citizen on entering into society reserves to his children the right of becoming members of it. The country of the fathers is therefore that of the children. And these become true citizens merely by their tacit consent. We shall soon see whether on their coming to the years of discretion they may renounce their right and what they owe excuse me, to the society in which they were born. I say that in order to be of the country, it is necessary that a person be born of a father who is a citizen for he is born there of a foreigner. It will be only the place of his birth and not his country. Do you get that? Listen to it very carefully. In order to be of the country, it is, a ne it is necessary that a person be born of a father who is a citizen 
For if he is born thereof a foreigner, it will be only the place of his birth and not his country. That's Vettel. That's what our founding fathers had in their possession. Three copies when they did the Constitutional Convention. And he's saying here, he's saying, look, if you're born on U.S. soil, that doesn't make you a U.S. citizen. It certainly doesn't make you a natural citizen, natural-born citizen. And you get your rights passed down to the, by the father, not the mother, like we were told with Barack Hussein Obama, Satoris Sabarka. Okay? And he specifically says parents. Now, why is that? Well, we go back to Scripture, and what do we find there in Genesis uh, chapter uh, 3? We find the man leaves father and mother and cleaves to his wife, right? The two become one, right? The two become one. So clearly, Vettel had in mind an understanding of what it is to be a natural-born citizen. And people like Trey Gowdy don't get it. See, here's here's what they do. I, I want to give you this, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to play because I'm just not going to have time to go through all this. But what I'm going to do is our friend Publis Holder, we've had her on the show before. She's contributed for many years, uh, been a, a really good friend. And um, and Publius has a brief talk, and I want to try to play that in the, a lot of time that we have. But here's what Trey Gowdy does. He tells my friend, Evan, when he's answering him about Marco Rubio, well, this has already been litigated. Well, wait a minute, Trey. Weren't you the guy who said that Obamacare was unconstitutional? Well, Trey, that's already been litigated. See, he doesn't like it when you turn it around and show him this kind of stuff. And the rest of these guys are like that, too. They'll deal with what they want to that's a political kind of, you know, royal rumble that they can spit out there. Remember when Trey Gowdy got up there in grandstand and says, we'll, we'll write a law that this, that, and the other that just is about <laughs> what the Constitution already says. All that is is to get applause, to get campaign funding, to tell a better your mama joke than the other guy. That's all it was. Okay, So here's what I want to do, uh, because I don't want to run out of time before I do it. This is Publius Holden. Now, I could give you many. I've written... I don't know how many articles on it. I think probably the maybe the, the best one that I've done, at least in my opinion, and this is dealing with the fact of how, you know, it, the difference between a natural-born citizen, you have parents who are citizens and are born, and the difference between that and maybe a naturalization or something like that, or a regular just citizen, not a natural-born citizen, is the act of Congress. See, Ted Cruz could be a citizen if his mother followed Congress's legislation that said when he when they came from Canada down here into the United States, they filled out a certain form. And again, I forget the name, but I've I've listed it in uh, this article called "The Elephant in the Constitution" that no one references when dealing with the natural born citizen issue. But it's 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 natural law, if you will. It is we get it right out of Scripture, Deuteronomy. No other country would allow an anchor baby to be king over them, or a president, or a prime minister. Well, let me change that. Some of them probably would nowadays. Boy, we're seeing a lot of wicked men get in office who shouldn't be there uh, and who are literally foreigners to their country. But what I want to do is I want to play this little clip. It runs about 12 minutes. This is Publius Holda. Now, remember, um, she is a former 
Army JAG officer, I believe, if, I, if I'm saying that correctly. And she's been retired. I asked her, I said, PH, why are you writing all that you, you're just... She was very diligent during the Obama days, for sure. And she said, you know, I'm seeing what's happening in our country. I've got to be out there, and I've got to speak out, and I've got to teach the people. And she goes down to uh, the Tennessee you know, county commissions and all these other things and speaks out in the state legislature and speaks out on it and points them back to the Constitution. She's got some guts. She's fiery. I mean, she's just the sweetest little lady that you'll ever meet. She's... I don't know, she's like 4'11 with heels on or something. And yet, when she gets up to speak, it's, it's, really, it's really incredible. So here's what I want to do. I want to play PH on this issue of natural-born citizen. And I hope it'll make sense to you. It's pretty simple. And I, I want people to understand, see, this is where we hold the line. Bible and the Constitution. We're applying it to both, Republicans and Democrats. And if you have a problem with that, then you have a problem with the Constitution. You don't have a problem with me. You have a problem with the Constitution. Okay? All right. Here's Publius. Hopefully this is going to come up. We have to wait on it. Thank you so much. I'll talk first about natural-born citizen. Before July the 4th, 1776, everybody born here was born a subject of the King of England. So our first presidents, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson, and William Henry Harrison, who were all born before July the 4th, 1776, were all born as subjects of the King of England. These presidents, along with other free Americans, were transformed into citizens on July the 4th, 1776, by means of our Declaration of Independence. So our first presidents were naturalized citizens, and the Declaration of Independence is the act which naturalized them. Now let's look at our Constitution. It was ratified June the 21st, 1788. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 says, and I'll read just the first phrase, no person except a natural-born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of this Constitution shall be eligible to the office of president. So our first presidents were eligible because they were citizens at the time the Constitution was ratified. The framers knew what a natural-born citizen was, and they knew they weren't natural-born citizens. So they had to exempt them, their generation from the requirement of being a natural-born citizen. But after that first generation of presidents was gone, all subsequent presidents were required to be natural-born citizens. So what is a natural-born citizen? 
In order to understand the genuine, the genuine meaning of a text, we must use the definition the framers use. Otherwise, texts become like Play-Doh. They mean whatever you want them to mean to get the outcome you want. And Congress could change the definition of terms in the Constitution from time to time by passing a law. Well, that's ridiculous. When our Constitution was drafted and ratified, everybody knew what a natural-born citizen was. Vattel defined it in his book, Law of Nations. And we know from correspondence from Benjamin Franklin and other sources that the delegates to the convention of 1787 where this was drafted relied on Vattel's book. It was a classic studied in the universities and everybody knew it. Vattel said that a nat that natural born citizens are those born of parents who are citizens it is necessary that they be born of a father who is a citizen he goes on to say that the place of birth is not significant because it is our extraction who our parents were which gives us our rights as natural-born citizens. Amen. I printed out what Vettel said. It's two pages. Contact me, and I'll send you the link to this. Our framers were very concerned about foreign influence. They did not want foreigners with shared loyalty to be president. They wanted only natural-born citizens to be president, people who inherited their citizenship from American parents. Another document from the time of our framing is David Ramsey's 1789 dissertation on citizenship. And this will be in the archive, too. Ramsey was an historian, a founding father, and a member of the Continental Congress. His dissertation on the manner of acquiring the character and privileges of a citizen of the United States was published in 1789. At the bottom of page 6, Ramsey says, quote, The citizenship of no man could be previous to the Declaration of Independence and as a natural right belongs to none but those who have been born of citizens since the 4th of July, 1776. So Ramsey sets forth the understanding of the time that a natural-born citizen is one who is born of citizens. So a natural-born citizen inherits his citizenship from his parents. Just as he inherits his eye color, he inherits his citizenship. No provision in the Constitution makes him a citizen, and no act of Congress makes him a citizen. Just as no provision in the, con in the Constitution or act of Congress determines his eye color, 
It's inherited from his parents. It's in his blood, not an act of Congress. Now let's look at Section 1 of the 14th Amendment. There is a difference between a natural-born citizen who inherits his citizenship from his parents by the laws of nature alone, like eye color, and someone who becomes a citizen by operation of a man-made proclamation or law such as the Declaration of Independence, a clause in the Constitution, or an act of Congress. One of the purposes of Section 1 of the 14th Amendment was to extend citizenship to freed slaves. That first generation of freed slaves became citizens by operation of a man-made law, the 14th Amendment. So they became citizens, but they weren't natural-born citizens because they weren't born of parents who were citizens. However, after that first generation of former slaves became citizens, their children were natural-born citizens. So the 14th Amendment has nothing to do with natural-born citizens. The 14th Amendment has to do with the creation of new citizens. Under some people's misreadings of the 14th Amendment, anyone born here is eligible to be president, including babies born to Islamic terrorists. Our framers didn't want that. They wanted only people who were born of parents who were already American citizens to be eligible to be president. And supposedly, we would have standards for determining who qualified to be a citizen. And now a few words about Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. Marco Rubio was born in the United States of parents who were Cuban nationals. They were lawful residents of the United they were lawful residents who were subject to the jurisdiction of the United States, but they weren't US citizens when Marco was born. So Marco is not a natural born citizen. Marco is a naturalized citizen because his citizenship is by operation of a man-made law. Section 1 of the 14th Amendment. If it weren't for Section 1 of the 14th Amendment or some other man-made act of Congress, Marco would have been born a resident alien. He would have been born with the same status of his parents. Ted Cruz was born in Canada of a father who was a Cuban national or a Canadian citizen and an American-born mother 
whose status at the time Ted was born is not clear. But her status doesn't matter. The father is the one who counts. Now, at the time of the framing of our Constitution, the doctrine of coverture was in effect. Under that common law doctrine, husband and wife are one and the man is the one. The woman's legal identity was subsumed into that of her husband's. As a holdover from this, married women still still sometimes refer to themselves as Mrs. John Smith. Furthermore, so Ted is not a natural-born citizen. Furthermore, Ted held Canadian citizenship most of his life. He didn't even renounce his Canadian citizenship until less than two years ago. I have not seen the original document, obviously, but this certificate is presented on the Internet and is presented there as genuine. This certificate acknowledges that Ted formally renounced his Canadian citizenship and stopped being a Canadian citizen on May the 14th, 2014. Contact me and I'll get you copies of these three documents. Okay, all right. So some of these, hopefully that's a a very... Uh, concise explanation. It just kind of echoes the things I was saying. Those documents will be available at sonslibertymedia.com. They're available now, but they're in a variety of uh, um, uh, articles. But I'm going to pull that out. You'll get the one from Dave Ramsey. No, not the guy who went bankrupt a bunch of times, and that's really how he got a lot of his wealth. Uh, but the guy back in the 1700s. Okay, so you, you've got you've got this laid out. Now, why is this important? Well, let me give you a couple of examples. And let's turn to, to Scripture here. She talked about the man the woman. We talked about what happened in Genesis. The same thing happens with Ruth and Boaz. Remember, she's a Moabitess, right? And she comes in, and she becomes the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother sort of in the uh, line of Christ. Okay? Now, how does she do that? She's a Moabitess. Well, she marries a guy who is an Israelite, Boaz, right? Now, what's different in that and say, oh, I don't know, um... You and I in the kingdom of God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of tie this in. Uh, let me go over here to Ephesians chapter 2, because a lot of people uh, in the church, Christians and such, they know something about the first nine verses. They always leave off ten when they want to quote about grace, you're saved. If they're wanting to cast off the law, they want to excuse their sin or any of this other And they might know a little bit about 1 through 7 in chapter 2. But it's what comes after that that speaks to us that we have been made citizens through an act of God. It's not a natural thing that happens. It's a supernatural thing that happens. Okay, So in the same way that we have the natural process by which somebody becomes a natural-born citizen... They have a man-made law, as, as P.H. said, a man-made law which can make people citizens. 
can deem them to be citizens. Okay? So when we go to Ephesians chapter 2, let's just pick up with the verses that everybody is familiar with. Verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And by the way, if you go back and read it, you'll see that it is God who is raising you from the dead. You're still dead and rotten and stinking in your sin, and he comes along and says, Live. That's the new birth. He gives you faith. He gives you repentance. He gives you all the things that you need that he requires. He gives them to you. Why? They're the benefits of the work of Christ Jesus, both in his active and his passive obedience. We talked about that in Sunday school yesterday. His active obedience to the law of God, his passive obedience in his death on the cross. He says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone, any man should boast. So nobody can boast about their choice, how they figured out how to become a Christian, or they, they chose God, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. This is the work of God. And he says, For we're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, I want you to pay attention to this issue of citizenship that comes up. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles, in other words, you weren't citizens of Israel, you were outside Israel, in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You were not citizens of Israel. You were strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. You had no, you know, when you're in, when you're in amongst Israel, you were outside of Israel. You were outside the commonwealth. You were outside the covenants. You were outside the blessings and the promises of the citizenship. We could use that term here of being among the people of Israel. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Who's the us? Gentiles and Jews. This is why this nonsense that keeps going on of Gentiles and Jews, okay, and evangelicals thinking that some modern post stamp piece of land is somehow God's people, and that's God's chosen people, and then there's God's chosen people over here. and That's nonsense. Look at what the Scripture says. To verse 15, to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both, that's the one man made from Jews and Gentiles, unto God and one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father, and therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but you're what? Fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Praise the Lord. And you're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also build it up together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Listen, it's real clear. God takes us and he makes us citizens by mean, not by natural means, but by the means of the cross of Christ. Does that make sense as to what we're seeing here? 
all of us in the United States are not natural born citizens. All of us in the United States are not all citizens. You can be a legal resident without being a citizen. All of us are not immigrants. We may have come from a line of family that were immigrants. That's, that's probably true. But the fact of the matter, we're all not immigrants. There's different statuses. Our Constitution even references different statuses for citizens and for natural-born citizens. Even in what I read to you from Article 2, no person except a natural-born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of this Constitution. It distinguishes there. You go over and you read the requirements for the representative. You read the requirements for the senator. They are for citizens. It doesn't say anything about a natural-born citizen. You don't have to be a natural-born citizen to be a representative or a senator. You can be naturalized. But you have to be a citizen. Can't be letting foreigners come in there. And what people like Trey Gowdy and some of these other knuckleheads who are looking to be politically expedient is, they don't care. They think that's trivial, that it means nothing. And yet, what was our foundation? Our foundation was found in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 15. Thou mayest not set a stranger over thee. And what has America done? Time and time again, we're setting strangers over us. We're putting foreigners in power. And just, uh, I want to throw this one in. My goodness, I got ahead of myself and I forgot it. I, the, she was talking about terrorists and having babies. I'll have that article in there too where somebody made that very point and uh, you'll be surprised at This has got to, we got to start talking about this because Joe Biden may be stepping out and we're going to have to address it. And if you're willing to take whatever litigation has come rather than what the Constitution says, we're in big trouble. All right? See you tomorrow at 6.